What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. My name is Nick James, and it's your first time coming to hang out today. Let me tell you what's going to go down so we can all be up on today's episode. The name Buds, Bros, and Superheroes is the three sections of the conversation that we're going to be having today. So in the Buds section, it's for Travelers of the Green. That's right. So I have some brand new stuff that I picked up today. A new experience with baking with an RSO. Fun stuff talking about in the Bros section. National Dog Day passed, and we here at Buds, Bros, and Superheroes fucking love dogs. So we're going to be talking about dogs, the holiday, the origins, a bunch of fun stuff that I learned today. And finally, in the superhero section, Marvel's What If is a fun show. Three episodes in, we're going to kind of talk about each one of them as we go through, but they're all pretty darn good so far. Like I said in the beginning, guys, my name is Nick James. Thanks so much for coming to hang out. Today, my guest is returning for another one. Because I love her just so much. It's my wife, Miss Megaliza. Please love my life. Say hello. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Thanks so much for coming back, dear, and hanging out for another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. We are going to start the show the way that we always do by entering right inside the Bud section where we're going to be talking about almost exclusively what we're smoking on. So we do have quite a few strains in front of us tonight. We have some flour. We have some... A pen, a vaporizer, we have some edibles, we did something fun today that we have not done before. What do you want to start off with? Definitely, I think we have to start off with the edibles because that was our our big commitment today. It was a big investment with that RSO, so we got from the local dispensary, we got the RSO, the oil, um, and we mixed that in with... Our vegetable oil, oil, vegetable oil, <laughs> yeah. right? Because we were working to bake some cookies, and man, we got a, a good amount out of the the mixture, and I think they turned out pretty good. They're pretty high dosage too, so they're n- more to nibble on than to really consume, consume. Just one after the <laughs> other, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, anybody unfamiliar, an RSO came in a type of syringe. So if you are familiar with, they've reminded me personally of baby medicine. Yes, you know? definitely. It That's what that it looks like. That type of thing. That's what it looks like. That's the thickness. So some people hear syringe and they think needle and automatically they're like, Ugh. no, it's more like baby medicine. And it comes out almost as thick as maple syrup, I would say. So what we had to do was, like my wife was saying, we had to infuse it in the oil. We put the oil in oil, but you had to do that by kind of heating it. So we put on a pot of water to boil and then put a Ceramex pot inside that with the oil, boiled the water so the steam was actually heating it. No direct heat. We were able to whisk that right in and then whisk that into the entire batch. And they did make some pretty strong fucking edibles. I might have taken me a nice weed nap this afternoon because of just about how strong they were. Which is impressive because edibles don't usually do anything to you at all to the point where we... We made these this strong on purpose because we were like, what's the point of you even eating them? Because you know, you never get to enjoy them, per se. I got a full dose of fucking relax with these, for sure. And it's pretty awesome, too. So shout out to Danny G, a.k.a. N-E-P-A underscore Canna. Great friend of the show. Great Instagram page. Go over and check him out. Sent me to howtoedibles.com, where they have a... You could check your dose of your edibles. So if you're not sure exactly what's going on, you give them three numbers. You give them the number about how much flour you added, or in this case, an RSO, about how much THC it was, and then how many cookies or products or 
baked goods did you yield? And then it'll tell you each portion of your THC intake. So this one, each portion is 48.82 milligrams, which they kind of had as a high dose. Anybody out there kind of buys recreationally. They usually come in and a cookie is about 10. So this is about five times stronger per cookie than what some people are used to. And yeah, two of them sent me right into a nice little nap. It was great too. I did it on the floor. My back stretched out. I woke up feeling amazing. Yeah, it was a quick little nap for you, but that was a a good undertaking for us last time. We tried to bake. We didn't like the results, and this time we were much more successful. And it's, you know, just like anything, it's experimenting and trying to figure out what you need because it is medicine, and we're using it that way. So we just have to figure out what the dosage, and it's great that we have that app to do that math for us because it really helps us, you know, figure out what we need to take. I might wake up with just one cookie in the morning and see what that ride weighs. No flour, no smoking, no inhaling. Just see what one edible does to a quote-unquote sober Nick in the morning and see how that takes me. That might be good, yeah. To continue on, we do also, I really want to talk about this Moxie pen that we have. Bro, Moxie has become my number one go-to for distilled carts so it goes right on top of battery people see vaporizers all the time it's just looks what we call a pen you know it's just about as thick and as big as a pen but these moxie ones have some fucking ridiculously insane flavors the one that we have attached here right now is pina colada and fuck me freddy if it doesn't taste exactly like pina colada nice coconut pineapple taste that you just just smack right after as you're pulling on it and now a lot, I've noticed a lot of different, even types of flour, have great names. They sound delicious, but you don't really get the flavor. Because I think maybe because it's medicinal, maybe, you know, they have to be careful with how much they put in or whatever. But this, this the last two that we've gotten from this same brand actually give you a taste almost, I want to say, you know, like comparable to an actual vape, like the nicotine ones that have the flavored nicotine. And I think those have very strong flavor profiles to them. For sure. Oh, absolutely. There's no way I can deny what you're saying in the fact of if you were lined up almost any other brand, I could not tell you, oh, that's this, 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 or this, you know, just by taste. Whereas with this, if you taste this again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but fuck, does it taste like a pina colada? For anybody who's kind of curious, what it reminds me of, and maybe it's a bad thing, I don't know, is back in my drinking days, I used to, when I couldn't afford my whiskey like I liked, I'd go cheap and go vodka and go New Amsterdam vodka, which is a really cheap, gross alcohol, but I used to love the pineapple one. It's got that same flavor to it. It's, it's, it is a bit of an artificial pineapple. I'm not saying it tastes like right. it grew in a pineapple, but that artificial kind of runts taste even or candy kind of like. It's, I find it very, very good, though. Yeah, I really dig on it, too. I think it's, it's much better than other. I mean, I have my own, quote unquote, my own. You know, we share everything. But I have my own pod, and it's some river the name of it is some river something and it tastes like nothing it tastes like air at least this one has a, a flavor to it to you know make it enjoyable when you're taking your medicine it's like being a little kid yeah i want the <laughs> i want the bubble the bubblegum flavor i want yeah very true finally to round out this bud section we do have some flour that we picked up today 
I-N-S-A. I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it INSA or if you're supposed to say I-N-S-A. I, I don't 100% sure. Hopefully somebody can hit us back with the correct pronunciation. But they have dropped some stuff at our local harvest more than once. We have had this brand before. This is really good. It is an indica. And normally I say I don't feel that as much. You know, an indica versus sativa. One is supposed to be a little bit more of an uppy and the indica is a little bit more of a downy. Normally I don't feel that. With this, I do feel nice and relaxed though. You know, maybe it was after the nap that I just stayed relaxed. I don't know. But this is called Four Locos. L-O-C-O-Z, so they're not really making, you know, they're not copyright infringing over anything, but very, very delicious, super duper pretty. I'm going to put a picture up on our Instagram, which is, of course, a plug to go follow us on Instagram if you can. Very, very good. I think the packaging, too, is pretty neat. It's definitely different than its competition because when you go to open this, instead of being um, a twist off or a pop off, this actually opens... um, like I said, my comparison was a can of sardines. Um, you just pop it and pull back, and it's definitely f- more fragrant that way, too, when you, you have a different experience just opening it. I would agree. I feel like it stays much more fresh with that tactic implied. We also picked up some Cresco. Now, Cresco, what they do to combat the fresh is like, this fucking container, dude, This if you threw that at somebody's head... It would hurt. I mean, it is a nice, heavy glass container. Just, it keeps everything in. This time, I think, if you're a big fan of the show, you know one of my favorite strains ever is Jet Fuel. This time, we're going higher, folks. We're going with Rocket Fuel. Really excited. I haven't opened it yet. I will be sure to make sure to let everybody know what I think when I get it, but Jet Fuel is great. Rocket Fuel's got to be better. How heavy is that fucking container? Yeah, I I do have to say how beautiful a lot of the containers are just the quality of the materials they use to contain the product is like on point it's really nice i think we were watching seth rogan talk about that and how he likes to package his weed and just you know kind of taking away some of the stigma about the entire process and going to buy it and stuff of like look what i'm buying this is beautiful not to personally say anything negative about i don't know moxie uses plastic or franklin labs or anything like that but there is kind of a pop top open whereas this is just like look at this like we took some extra time on this right and we took more time as consumers to enjoy the experience it was more of an experience to open and you know explore the flower rather than other packaging that doesn't really invite you to do that it's just it's marketing man marketing all the way it's God, we're such consumers, and I'm, I admit it, I'm such a consumer. And just one more final knowledge drop for anybody out there. I was going to look at the rocket fuel just to say it, but I'm going to end with this instead. So I opened that up, the grower, the processor is Cresco, and quote, Cresco means to grow in Latin, and we are dedicated to consistently growing premium product that you can depend on and trust. Throughout your day, you can rely on our selection of sativa, indica, and hybrid products that are designed to help you get the most out of life. That's awesome. Good for you. And now I learned, too, that Cresco is Latin for to grow. Did you know that? No. Drop that knowledge, baby. Drop that knowledge. All right. We are going to look at it. One second. Oh, yeah. That looks pretty pretty, guys. Super dark. Nice little frostiness on the outside. I opened that case, and it was... 
Have you ever watched old cartoons where, like, you know, a pie on the ledge kind of has smell come out and it makes a fist or something? And it's like, oh, come here. yeah. This made a fist and punched me right in the fucking face. Oh, it smells so goddamn good. That's nice. I want to say almost flowery. Super duper fragrant and super floral. And floral smell coming off there. Oh, man. So nice. We might break into this tonight. What's everybody out smoking on? What you guys go to pick up? Where do you go to pick it up? All these favorite fun things I'm always asking. I want to know. Leave us a line on the Instagram. Drop us one on Facebook. If you're listening to this on YouTube, leave a comment down in the section. You could tweet us. All those fun internet things are stuff that we do here at Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. Just go ahead and look up those exact words on your favorite social media platform, and you could find us right there. With that, though, we are going to close on out of the Buds section and get into the Bros section. So this episode will be dropping just a little bit after National Dog Day. And it's one of those ones, you know, us as Americans, it kind of seems like every day, all 365 of them are set up to be a day for something. Very few of them I get down for, unless it's like National Donut Day, National Taco Day. Fuck, a lot of the ones I actually like seem to be food related, but not this one. National Dog Day is August 26th. It's a great one. I learned so much about it, and we're going to get into a little bit now about what it's about. National Dog Day is celebrated August 26th annually and was founded in 2004 by pet and family lifestyle expert, animal rescue advocate, conservativeness, dog trainer, and author Colleen Page, also the founder of many other holidays such as National Puppy Day, National Mutt Day, National Cat Day, and National Wildlife Day, and many others. So yeah, that kind of backs up what I was saying about... We love days. We love days here, and let's make every day a day. But I would, I would like really National Dog Day. It's cute, you know. Why to the twenty sixth? It's the first day she ever got a dog. So if I was starting one, that's definitely what I would do too. So, dear, did you grow up with the dog? Did you have a dog growing up? I don't I, know why I asked that front and back, but now you know two times what, what I meant. <laughs> I did not. I, uh, my parents had a dog when I was um, an infant. And my mother never wanted another one because she was too upset about the loss of that dog. So I grew up in a house without a dog. My first dog I got um, as an adult. We still have her now. Her name is Ava. Um, And I got her from a student whose family could no longer care for her, we'll say. Um, That's the short and nice way of explaining their situation. But... Ava's been with me ever since, and she's she's something, all right. When I first met Ava, I was a little scared of her. She's a high energy dog. She's just she's just a little scary, to a little off by new people. So she doesn't like them, and she kind of lets it known, not in a super shitty way, but in enough as me myself. I've had dogs since I was three years old. My first dog, his name was Dakota. He was a Shetland sheep dog. He got a girlfriend, wife, sister. I don't know how dogs do it, but her name was Chelsea. Then we got Shaq. Then we got Holly. Then we got Dinky. Then we got Nico. Like I've had dogs big and small throughout my entire life. So when I first met Eva, I could tell she was like, hey, I don't know you, so I don't like it. And then slowly but surely, she became, we would joke all the time when we were dating that I wasn't dating you, that I came to see my real girlfriend, who was Miss Ava Gigi over there. And she's a good dog. You could see pictures again on the Instagram. We talked about them when it was Pitbull Day or yep. something like that. Yes, they sir. are both Pitbulls, and they're both really good dogs. And by both, I mean, she has a, a brother, King, 
or is it a lover? A companion. A companion. That's the best word. Yeah, they kind of yeah. do everything together. Yeah, she has a companion in King, and he, I think Ava too, for a lot of people, she was a big dog in my family until we got King, because she's like 55, almost 60 pounds, so she's a, she's a sturdy dog, but King, King's 100 pounds, and he's solid. He's a big boy, um, so I think Ava too intimidate, would intimidate some people by her size, but next to King, she looks like nothing. <laughs> he's so good too and the vet loves him he just had to get his booster shot for some rabies today and he just goes in and just women fawn all over him just like oh king's back let me go oh hi king and he's just there and he soaks it all up like hello how are you yeah he's he's a mush he is he's he's all love it's t- it's terrible even when we go for walks he, if he hears people talking, he like looks at them and w- like almost stops and waits. Like, you should give me my adoration so that I can continue my my journey here, please. Have you ever like walked down the street or something like that, and you see someone, and you know that as you get closer, that you two are gonna have to acknowledge each other. At least that's what you would hope. And then as you get closer, you both look. You like you don't stare at each other as you're walking down, but you both look. So at the very last second, you can go hello or whatever it is. Right. This dog does the same exact fucking thing of like walking and like he'll walk forward, then look over like, yeah, I guess I'm just taking a walk. Are you going to hello? Should I just? Oh, yeah, I'm over here in case you want to. Like he is the mayor of Scranton almost. Yes. He wants to say hello to everybody and thinks everybody wants to say hello to him. And he eats it up. The best part of him, like I think he looks most like the mayor when he's in the car with us. Because he loves to ride shotgun and people, so I'll be, I'll end up sitting in the backseat and people will roll up on us. I think I mentioned this, did I mention this last time? How people roll up on us and it's just the greatest, it's the greatest ability of mine to sit in that backseat and see people's faces when they see him in the front seat of our car, just like chilling out and just being his, his adorable self. It really, it really brightens people's day for sure. And that's the other thing, too, along with all those dogs that I've had. You know, when they get in the car, it's kind of about what extra can they do? You know, what more can I do? Can I get my head out further? Can I sniff more? For him, he really just truly enjoys sitting shotgun and just looking front out. It's amazing. Dogs are the best. I truly don't believe that we deserve them and haven't deserved them for almost 15,000 years. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's so a just a quick time. Google search, guys. You know, we're not here trying to drop too much science on you, but I did look up that the human canine bonding is the relationship between dogs and humans. This bond can be tracked back 15,000 years to the bond abscrocasal. Did not say that right. Sorry. But that dog was found buried with two humans. For centuries, dogs have been labeled as man's best friend, offering companionship and loyalty to their human counterparts. I don't believe at any time in my life, though I can't see the future, that there won't be a dog by my side. I agree. Now that I now that I've had dogs in my life, I think I I hope to have dogs in my life for the rest of it. I think not having him in the house when we first moved here, we got him a month. Maybe there was like four weeks where we were still adjusting, and then might be the longest time I've ever not had a dog. I don't know. Right before Ava moved in with us. Before we got king, yeah, it was a quiet, quiet home. It was weird, eerie. Lots of space in the bed. 
Oh. I don't know if anybody else can attest to this, but pit bulls like laying in beds. I don't know what it is, especially this 100-pound one. He's like a little child, guys. He sneaks up in the middle of the night and lays right in between us and just stretches out and starfishes and kicks the shit out of us. And it's lovely because I, I semi get a kick out of it. I, like 90% of me thinks it's the sweetest thing. And then the other 10 is like, maybe I just want to sleep alone tonight. It's like, hmm, I wonder why I have to go to the chiropractor once a week. It's because 100 pounds is laying right on me. But that's also so sweet, too. I'll wake up, guys, and he's laying right on my chest. Just like, I couldn't wait for you to be. I just needed to be close to you, Dad. Yeah, he is a hardcore snuggler when he's in the middle spot. He wants he wants someone's arms around him. He wants to be nestled and snuggled right in there. So 100% this National Dog Day does not try to discourage against any type of dog. It wants to be all-inclusive, but it's really meant for the notion of adopt, don't shop. Everybody has the right to go buy a purebred dog, but there are just hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dogs in kennels that are just waiting to be put down almost. You know, they need a home as much as people need a friend. So we here at Buds Bros and Superheroes are always 100% adopt, don't shop. Find your local animal shelter. Go ahead and find your best friend. Bring them into the house if you can. I also will go out on the limb here and say, do it with a pit bull, bro. I didn't know how much I was going to love pit bulls. Like I keep harping on. Sorry if I'm sounding like a broken record. Lots of dogs over lots of years from tiny border collies, American foxhound to everything in between. I've had lots and lots of dogs, but pit bulls are so far the funniest. They're just, they're great lovers. They're great protectors. They're nanny dogs. Go back and listen to our other episode where we break that down. Like, they're very, very good dogs. But if not, just get anyone. Just adopt. Don't shop. Sorry to make that so long-winded. And for our local listeners, our Northeast PA people, I just want to say that one of our local area places to you know, adopt and not shop would be Griffin Pond Animal Shelter. That's right up in uh, South Abington Township. Um, their website's griffinpondanimalshelter.com, and it's super easy to fill out an application. That's what we did, and... The fees are sometimes reduced or waived because there's a lot of great um, donations that come in for people who can't, you know, can't technically adopt and take an animal home, but they have the money to pay for the adoption fees. And even still, I think it's all said and done, 200 or less to adopt. A best friend. A best friend and, you know, local NEPA, Griffin Pond, just wanted to. Give you that info if you needed it. That was brilliant, dear. Truly brilliant. Shout out to Griffin Bond. That's where our good boy King came from. Just a quick story about how we did that. We had a lot of dogs that we were going to go and look at. And we walk up to this place. And it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. People weren't sure about masking up and staying close. So we weren't allowed in. And this guy just walks out and he goes, hey. And we just look at him like, you know, it's not like he's got a uniform on. I didn't know who he was. He was a volunteer. <laughs> and he was, we were like, hey, and he goes, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, we're just trying to meet a dog. Maybe take one home. And he goes, who do you want to see? And we gave him three names that we got off the website. And he goes, huh, I'm going to bring you King. And we were like, what? And he goes, yeah, trust me. This dog, it's a good dog. I'm just going to bring you King to meet. Like, semi ignored us in the best, like, it was the best thing to ever possibly happen to us. But it was just hysterical. He brought this dog out and again go to my instagram not just for the plug of it but you got to see how beautiful this dog is and he just came bounding out and the thing in my opinion that knew that he was just going to be great for us was he was just so excited to be outside 
you know, he didn't really care about meeting us or anything. He was just kind of looking around and I was like, sold. Back him up. Let's wrap him home. And we got him home. The other funny part was I bought a bag of food. We didn't know what we were coming home with, but I bought like a 20 pound bag of food and I showed it to the guy and he goes, he's going to need a shit ton more than that, man. This dog weighs a hundred pounds. It was pretty funny. Sorry for the tangent there, but shout out. Go to Griffin Pond, Animal Shelter, Adopt, Don't Shop, Give People Your Money, Stop Putting Down Dogs. This has been Bealheads Post Super. Where's your soapbox, honey? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I should get off that. I love you. I love you. And we love you guys out there, too. Hopefully, you had fun in there in the bud section. If you guys have doggos, tag us in the Instagram. I want to see all your dogs. Yes. I love dogs. We'll put some more pictures up of King and Ava. If you guys want it, request it, like it, follow all those fun things on the internet, guys. It would be super duper appreciated. But we are going to close on out of that burrow section and go right into the superhero section. So like we said in the beginning, guys, it's the new Disney Plus show, Marvel's What If... This was one of the things that we were announced that I was probably the most excited for. Uh, what if is a question that has been fueling nerd conversation well before this show came out. Well before the counterpart, you know, this is kind of based off a series starting all the way back in 1977. There have been millions of what ifs throughout comics, but literally of the same name in Marvel, what if is in from 77. But really, it's what we do all the time, I think. It's what JD said on the last episode of, like, that's all we ever do. So it's kind of fun to see these come to life in a new way of animation. Right off the bat, the first one is, what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Now, the thing I like most about these shows is how deeply interwoven to the MCU they are. You know, there's beats that follow so much of it almost duplicating exact scenes other than the small details of what make the show the show. And it's, it's fun to see. It's great to get a lot of the same voice cast back to reprise their roles because it really does make it feel all interwoven and connected. What did you think of this first one, my love? I definitely think it helps to have the actors who played the characters voice the animated characters because for someone who's not in it, like myself, as a fan who's not deep in there, I definitely had an easier time of recognizing who was what based on the voices. Like, oh, I remember I remember that voice. I remember hearing them before, and it made the story a little bit easier to grasp and fall into, I thought. So I thought that was a big help was to have the same voice actors. This first episode was not my favorite. Um, but that's probably just because I'm not a crazy uh, Captain America fan. That's, he's not my favorite per se. So it was an okay episode for me. Just okay. I thought the same, to be honest. I'm not maybe the hugest fan either. Did not watch any of the Agent Carter show. So I don't know how many Easter eggs or different references went over my head in that. But for anybody listening who hasn't watched, during the test in which makes Steve Rogers Captain America, he gets shot. And thus, they only have one shot. It's got to be done now. Somebody's got to get in the machine, and Carter is the one who goes in and gets the super soldier serum. And there is no more Captain America. Or there never was a Captain America. It was always a Captain Carter, which is fun. I thought that that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely a cool idea. Um Interesting to watch it play out. I 
Yeah, it was just it, a little underwhelming. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, for for the incredible world that Marvel has created, I was expecting something more or something different. Maybe not more because it was action packed, but something different. I guess I expected. I just think that this type of what if didn't change the story too too much. So. It was just kind of a role reversal rather than a multiverse shift that we get in later episodes, which when we talk about it, because it does kind of play out the same of like beat Nazis, you know, the story doesn't change other than the fact that, you know, it's still during World War One. Something that fun changes is that Howard Stark gets his hand on the full Tesseract and is able to make what is essentially a Mach 1 Iron Man suit for Steve Rogers. Because he's still small Steve Rogers. Now, why he gets to fly it, nobody explains. It makes no sense that he would be the one who's like, well, you were about to be Captain America, but you got shot, so why don't you fly the robot? Like, But I'll allow it because they had to keep him in there. So my favorite part of any episode is just her riding the back of it. You know, she's not exactly sitting or straddling it. She's kind of squatting more so on her haunches. With flying the shield? on the back of the Iron Man. Oh, on on, on the back of the ro- robotic suit. Yes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It reminds me greatly, if anybody can touch base with me here, I will be so impressed and so happy. If you remember a show growing up when I was a kid called The Big Guy and Rusty. It was so fucking good. Yeah, my wife just gave me a look. Obscure comic book reference, obscure TV reference, like, I would really love somebody to be like, Nick, I remember that shit, too, because I could still hear the theme song in my head, like, mad good, but I don't know, like, her riding on a robot just reminded me of that. To skip to the end, the last reference that I was hoping for that I, I thought would be cool is so instead of taking an ice bath, if you will, to get Captain America to the future the way Chris Evans via Captain America did, Captain Carter gets to the future through a wormhole fighting a giant squid monster. I thought we were going to get a Hellboy reference. And it doesn't make sense because of, you know, Hellboy is Dark Horse and this is Marvel. I don't think they ever really play nice. But if you watch the first Hellboy movie, a bunch of Nazis open a space portal that a bunch of tentacle monsters come out of. Like, it's pretty fucking similar. It's super similar enough to like just maybe have somebody walk by and be like, Oh, you too? I don't know. I thought we were going to get a BPRD kind of... It was just so similar to me that I... You thought they were referencing it Maybe. You know, nobody else has kind of said it. But again, if you look by what I just said, Nazis, space hole, tentacle monster coming out, it's very similar. And especially her taking a sword to like beat the shit out of it too. But in this universe, she pops out where Loki pops out at the beginning of the Avengers movie. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I thought that was a good place to drop her, uh, to have her reemerge. Um, but yeah. That was different, you know. That to, was other different. Other than what that we were was... saying, yeah. It was different enough where you're like, that's okay. That's now her own story rather than her starring in Steve's story is what I felt this first episode right, was Right, I'm like, why, why couldn't we have started from right here? Because that's the story I would rather have is her own story, her separate But we don't know where these are going in the future, so we might see some sort of Avengers with her as the captain in the thing. We don't know. The second episode didn't make me think that, so this second episode is, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? 
in it. Dawn Gun is one of the Ravengers along with Taserface. Don't grab Peter Quill. They grab T'Challa as he's walking around right outside the Wakanda border and he becomes Star-Lord. And that episode was a lot more fun for me. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed the complete change of pace. It was completely out of element for the character. So it was more enjoyable for me because I was waiting for something brand new to happen, which was what I wanted. And this was, you know, they did follow some beats. So we do get the same opening beat from Guardians of the Galaxy 1 of Star-Lord going to retrieve what we later find out to be the Power Stone. But this time when Dijmon Hunsu says, you know, who are you? And he opens up his mask. He goes, oh, shit, you're Star-Lord. You know, the thing that Peter Quill wanted T'Challa actually has in the universe of being recognized. And I thought that that was cute and a great callback. And then that character goes on to even join the Ravengers. And he's Star-Lord's biggest fan, T'Challa's biggest fan, basically. And what a fun little twist that was. The biggest twist that comes out of all of this, in my opinion, was there was no Infinity War snap that T'Challa just sat down Thanos and talked him out of his genocidal plan. And then we get Thanos in the show just being like, yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why was, I thought I could do that. That was a moment where I uh, kind of felt kind of out of my skin because I was like, oh my gosh, I recognize all these characters from this random movie. It was just how far I've come out being outside of the nerd realm to be able to recognize all those quote unquote villains as they were gathered around talking with T'Challa and I was picking up on voices and recognizing them from the past movies. and Some other people get weird makeovers and introductions and I don't want to harp like we're going through every episode. More or less, I really like this one. And it centers around the collector took the spot of Big Bad in the Marvel Universe when Thanos was kind of talked out of being an asshole. And they have to go and collect something from him to help spread good throughout the universe. Because that's what T'Challa is really about, you know? It's not just about what it is, it's what it does for people. Obviously, we have to bring up the fact that Chadwick Boseman still was able to voice this because it was from that far along. So rest in peace, sir. It was awesome hearing his voice again, hearing him play the character one last time. A little bit more of a powerful impact because of it, but it, it was a good episode. This was much better than the first one. Oh, by leaps and bounds. And and it could just be the characters themselves. I mean, a better story. Better story was written for T'Challa than was written for Captain So Carter. shout out to Matthew Chauncey on that one. You know, he was the writer. Brian Andrews has so far directed all three episodes that we'll talk about. But I do, I would have to agree that this one was better. At the very end, he travels back to Earth and we get to see the Guardians of the Galaxy meet the Wakanda crew. And that's a lot. Of, the whole thing was just really creative, really a what if kind of. A little that's trippy. What I expected, a, little, a little trippy, yes. Yeah, and, and that's what I wanted from the show. So it, it marked all my boxes. I liked it. There's a dirty joke to be made in there, but we're not going to go there. What we will go to is the third episode, and that is. What if the world lost the mightiest heroes? This one kind of comes back down for me, you know. So let's just say I'll start right now with down. saying that Carter was because, a B minus. Yeah, I liked it was that a, one. It was okay. Dark. The Chichala one was an A, A plus maybe. You know, it really, it was a fun what if. It was very different. Ended well. It was kind of a heist in there. 
was along with it a heist movie kind of feel. It was it was good. It was weird. This one kind of comes back down because I, at the very end of the day, I saw it coming. I I figured out who the who was doing what before it happened. So I was a little disappointed that I got ahead of the story. No offense to A.C. Bradley and Matthew Chauncey. Ooh. That was the same guy from number two, Chauncey. Yeah, the guy from one and two came together and wrote number three. Oh, yeah, look at that. Maybe that's why. Get that A.C. guy away. He comes up with kind of meh stuff. It was dark. I thought I thought this third episode was a little dark. It, was, it's all, it explored the what if as if all of these heroes were being taken murdered out. yeah being murdered being taken out one by one so it happens in the time frame of iron man 2 the incredible hulk and thor which all happen in the same week of each other and we see for those who know the mcu this is going to make perfect sense if you don't i can't go through every detail of it in iron man 2 when natasha and samuel L. jackson nick fury, nick fury come to kind of give them a somewhat cure antidote to his blood poisoning via the his chest piece something goes wrong and he dies whereas in iron man 2 obviously that doesn't happen thor gets shot by one of clint's arrows clint's heart just stops the incredible hulk gets too big and blows up natasha we don't really see how she dies but all these heroes are getting taken out and we find out big spoiler one two three tank pym and the reason I saw this coming is because of it was a little obvious at the end. I know it just that's not a great For those of those people on the outside, this is Ant-Man, the guy who made Ant-Man's suit. So that's the original who... Ant-Man in the MCU. Yes, right. played Sorry. by Michael Douglas, not Scott Lang, not Paul Rudd. The old guy. The older gentleman, right? Just it so everybody like was on the same page what with if you. <laughs> Paul Rudd doesn't exist. He never became. Right. And in this what if, he seems to hook up with that bald guy from the Ant-Man movie. He is wearing the yellow jacket stinger costume at the very end. He's not really technically Ant-Man anymore. It was oh, okay. different. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a, something I picked up. Deep cut. Deep cut. Um it was okay. I, I just, like I said, I figured it out just way too early. Not exactly his motivation, but who would have access to be able to do these things and just ticking off the list of like, okay, small guy, small guy could do all this. And boom, it ended up being small guy. Right. But seeing all of them die again, kind of going back to episode one, like it, it didn't show anything trippy or like different. It's just like, what if they died? And it's like, okay. Right. So it's, we just went just to their sad. scenes and then they just... died and it didn't have a giant impact on the rest of the show. It just ended. The only thing that really shifted that was kind of different to see or weird or whatever was that as Thor was arrowed, because this is during his time in the Thor movie, if you remember, where Odin strips him of his power, sends him to New Mexico, Arizona, one of the southwest states over there. The hammer millionaire is in the middle of nowhere, so he's powerless, and Arrow can just literally pierce him. So right. if you remember the scene, as he's going to get millionaire for the first time in this Clint Barton via this Pym character making his finger go, shoots him with an arrow, and Loki comes with an entire Asgardian army to be like, not cool, bro. And that was fun to see. Yeah, that was that was all right. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't crazy. I wasn't crazy about episode three. It was okay. 
I just again, it wasn't enough of a new story. I give me a new, give me a new story. Give you me just something ended to think other about. Stories early, right. yeah, exactly. That's a good fucking point. Now, via the trailers, I definitely know one of the next ones or one of the ones. I don't know if it's going to be next. Is like, what if they're zombies? So we'll see how that goes. I, I don't could, that. I mean, I'm not usually a zombie person, but that could be interesting depending on how it's played and what heroes they use in it. We've definitely seen some zombie cap, so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. I feel all in all, I'm not let down, but I just thought this was going to be, I thought episode two was going to be a lot more of it, of like, let's really shake shit up and just cause a mess rather than Tell wild stories that that the fans have been telling to each other in basements in secret whispers. And going and swinging for the fences rather right. than taking small little things of just that, like really doing it and like, you know, T'Challa's so good he could talk Thanos out of not destroying the universe. And like some people say, what? That's stupid. And I go, that's fucking great. You know, more of that. What a weird concept. Let's go more with the bigger things and just really take the chances. Because again, it's a, it's a what if series. It's It doesn't really count. Right. It's not going to change much of anything unless that's what they're going to try to go for and then... In my opinion, this was all a bust. You know, you should just be having pure fun with this and nothing else. It should be, yeah, f- fan rewards right here. That's why we have a subscription to that service. It's payback to us. It's it is what it is so far. I'm I'm not gonna not watch it, but I don't think I've watched any of them. You know, Loki. I was really waiting for Wandavision. You and I were sitting there like, let's go. When's it next? Come on. I think this drops on Wednesdays. I haven't watched one on a Wednesday. Like, you know what I mean? It's right. it's just there. And at this point, as I'm just being greedy, overly saturated, you know, 12-year-old Nick would be like, what are you talking about? You don't wake up and watch them when they drop? Like, right. I'm just, no, it's just kind of there. It'll be there when it's done. And Like Saturday, like we used to be with Saturday mornings and Titans. Yeah. We got to catch back up on that. Ooh, do you want our next episode to be on Titans? Can it be? That's my, that's my jam. Hell yeah, Titans is mad good. If you're not watching that on HBO, definitely go and check that shit out. And if you are watching it, tell us what you think about this season so far in the comments, man, because it is it's something. <laughs> it is something. Well, guys, this has been another great episode of Bugs, Bros, and Superheroes. We definitely like all your comments, all your feedback. So if you want to talk about what you're smoking, National Dog Day, or the What If series, like I said, in the YouTube comments, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those fun things. If you can't do any of the internet things, though, you know, people got a people. I understand busy days. Just word of mouth as you're going throughout your day. If you know a friend who likes Buds, Bros, or Superheroes, have I got a fucking show for them, guys. My name has been Nick James. I got to thank my wife again. I know that all of podcasting time in this house kind of becomes your time, but this is still your time right now that you're giving up for me, and I love you for doing it, dear. Thank you so very much for coming and letting this crazy experiment continually happen week after week right inside your living room. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Once again, guys, I am Nick James. I've been Megaliza. This has been Buds, Bros, and Superheroes, and we are out of here. <laughs>